0: The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents The X-Wing, with your host, Joe Salant. Yeah, this is the broadcast for the rebels who have escaped from the collectivist orb. We got that pure justice on deck, but you gotta come and get it.
1: What's up, family, and welcome to the X-Wing. This has been a long time in the making, and it is just really exciting to be with you all today. Uh, I'm your host uh, for this session. Uh, It is your speaking with your boy, Joe Salon. And it is my honor to welcome you and to introduce you to the new X-Wing podcast, the uh, premiere episode. Uh, Before we get into this... um, little little matter of uh as as a matter of business uh not too far from the bunker where we are right now uh, recording this premier episode of the x wing a few few days ago last week and uh a, a gentleman was shot in his apartment in dallas uh his uh, his name a uh, black gentleman named uh, Botham Shemjean, just a uh, a wonderful man. By by all accounts, a uh, just a great individual, uh, was just chilling in his apartment. Uh, and a uh, police officer, white police officer, female officer named uh, Amber Goyer, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, Goyger, barged into his apartment and just gunned him down. And the uh, whole story as to why she was in there and mistook the apartment for hers or whatnot is just super suspect. Uh, it's disgusting, and it highlights, really, uh, the need for what we're doing right here. Uh, we are living in a police state, and it is supported by uh, most uh, so-called biblical conservative Christians. And so, just disgusting. And, and so, I uh, want to dedicate this episode, this uh, inaugural episode of the X-Wing, to, uh, uh, to, to uh, uh, you know, the uh, memory of both uh, Botham Shem, Jean. And his family and and a blessings to them uh, and and all that so uh, anyway welcome to the X-Wing with your boy Joe Salon so what is the X-Wing what what is going on here and are you gonna want to be for it or against it uh, the name X-Wing it originates uh, from a Facebook discussion where a befuddled comment uh, commenter Uh, Asked our own Bojidar Marinov, infamous host of the greatest podcast in the history of mankind, Acts to the Root, whether he was right-wing or left-wing. You see, Bo has very strong stances that could be perceived by those stuck in the uh, right-versus-left collectivist orb, uh, groupthink mentality as both right-wing and left-wing stances. Uh, for example, he understands and defends the fact that taxation is theft, so he is against coercive taxation. This is understood by those stuck in the collectivist orb as right wing, as a right wing position. Ironically, uh, the right wingers don't complain about taxes being gaffled uh, for uh, when ca- taxes are gaffled from the populace to support their own pet institutions. For example, the standing army of American police, more on that in a subsequent episode, it is what it is. But uh, while we're on the subject of of police, there is an example that Bo has been accused of being left-wing in regard to. He is for the abolition of American police. Believe it or not, that is a left-wing position. Uh, never mind the fact that every single one of the American founders I can think of would have, been, would have very strongly objected to the idea of a domestic standing army uh, with better fighting equipment than the populace and the special rights to pull over their horse and carriage on suspicion and throw them in a steel cage uh, for possession of a green plant or faulty paperwork. But there it is. According to those stuck in the orb... Abolish police is a left-wing position, <laughs> and uh, Bojidar, the Axe Man, is uh, abolish police all the way. So, yeah, that's right. The same guy who is taxation is theft, a supposed right-wing position, is also abolish police, a supposed left-wing position. And as you can imagine, this causes a great deal of cognitive dissonance amongst the sheeple. Which one are you, Bo? Are you right wing or are you left wing? Bah. You got to pick. Uh, and right or lefty, how do we control you, Bo? How do we group think you into this one? And of course, uh, Bo's answer is classic. I'm not right wing or left wing. I am X wing. And here we are today with the podcast coming at you. Uh, it'll be every or most Sunday nights right here on Recon Radio, Facebook Live. It's the uh, premier social media video delivery medium because we can interact with the audience right here and we'll be doing that in the comment section Uh, whether you you can interact directly with your host right here in the in the comments or you know interact with each other smash idols whatnot whatever the case may be um and that the tagline for what we're doing here is not right wing or left wing but x-wing we will have the unedited live broadcast for you right here sunday nights 9 p.m. Central Time after all the games and uh, football games are over. I watch them, too, you know, and you don't want to see me in fantasy, by the way. I take your money. Uh, no excuse uh, not to join us in the X-Wing afterward. Uh, the X-Wing podcast will not rely on Joe Salant, uh, though I am for the moment the primary host. We'll have a small army of rebels to tyrants coming at you right here. Uh, I have my dogs Nick Perez and Wyatt Graves shout out on deck to hit you with the fire soon. There'll be way more. There'll be way more. But just in case, you know, I decide to fall off the wagon or something happens to your boy in the fight, uh, whatever the case may be, the intention is for X wing to seamlessly continue with better mic handlers than Joe Salant. It's not about the name on the back of the Jersey one bit. We're staunchly against the superstar preacher mind state in this piece right here. So, uh, Look, the right wing is statism dressed up in a military uniform, that's been said. Uh, Sacrifice liberty for security. Give up your rights in the name of law and order. Conservatives merely conserve the policies of the left from several decades ago. The left wing, on the other hand, is statism dressed in a nanny apron. Sacrifice liberty for security and give up your rights so the ruling masterminds Can take care of you Uh, they're the ones that know how to spend your money better than you we need a nanny state we need that safety net the only kind of liberty pushed by liberals is the freedom to deface the image of God through sexual immorality both sides right and left are equally schizophrenic Christians in our culture are given these two options and they're told to pick conservative clergy vie for the affections of the right wing. Liberal clergy vie for the affections of the left wing. They're in the pockets that way, the groupthink mentality. Each promoting this groupthink mentality, it's a package deal. If you're with us, these are your positions on immigration, law enforcement, taxation. Now get in your hole. I, I remember personally myself coming from a secular humanist background and becoming a Christian and realized that the background that I came from was very evil. In fact, and in order to smash that evil, I became a Christian. And the only thing I knew from the churches that I had been inculcated in uh, is this package dealment. Here's your position on immigration. We are pro-police. We are pro-this. We pro We're pro-this. Anti We're anti-this. I mean, in biblical trappings. But speaking for myself, and I believe that my experience is not rare, I did not evaluate seriously after I became a believer. I did not evaluate each one of these positions uh, on their own specifically uh, with, a, with a lot of care. I I sort of accepted uh, the package deal mentality. I learned how to defend them with cultural apologetics, just kind of geared towards this being the presupposition and never really challenged a lot of these presuppositions. That's what are we we're going to be doing right here. Uh, However, many, many in the rising generation, look, many millennials, Generation X is starting to call BS on both sides of the political football game. And demonstrate a desire to break the chains of the power religion in the government and the churches. We'll be defining that term and using that term a lot. Power religion. This podcast equips those who is who have escaped from the collectivist orb of the American right-left divide. Who say no king but Jesus. Don't want rulers over us. Um, and it... It's going to empower those who have escaped from the American right-left collectivist orb to see current events, to see every sphere, every event in the spheres of life that we deal with uh, in the culture, ecclesiastical landscape, in light of God's perfect law of liberty. In Star Wars, the X-Wing fighters are the first to fire on the evil empire. That's what this is. Judgment is upon us, yet the future is bright. As ever, for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice, deconstructing the old pagan establishment with its pseudo-Christian trappings is a vital step of establishing justice. The basic presuppositions for this podcast, presupposition, is, is that the Bible is the ultimate standard for truth and contains answers for how King Jesus wants us to structure our All of our spheres of government when I say that I mean individual government uh, self rulership self-government family government church government and civil government these answers are relevant for today and there is no other standard which to appeal to which will be respected as authoritative to discern good and evil in all spheres of life now every Christian should agree with that statement And you won't find many arguments, but what you will find is a lot of Christians will then appeal and say that the Bible authorizes another standard outside of itself in order to uh another authoritative standard that we must kneel to whether that is natural law or you know the bible teaches natural law just look right there it's just right there in romans 2 it's just you know it's just right out of thin air we we just know that these things are right and they just you know happen to be subjective so that's an example or 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 tradition or the roman catholic church or whatever it is the bible authorizes the church to to make these decisions outside of you know i mean traditions very important right and so we're saying no other standard whatsoever, and that's sh- that's that's not a that's not a controversial position. But when you look at it, it becomes one when Christians actually use the Bible to validate their favorite other standards. Romans thirteen: the civil government must be uh, uh, you must pay homage to Moloch in the civil government, correct? Um, so on and so forth. So you'll 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 see that. So. Anyway, um, as as Bo Marinoff covered in his first acts to the root podcast, first acts to the root episode, the mature Christian, the spiritual man or woman of God is able to discern good and evil in all of life by the biblical standard. As a matter of fact, the first episode of acts to the root is your listening homework. Uh, If here, if that knowledge is foundational to what it means to be an X winger. Uh, the person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject merely to human judgments. That's what Paul says in first Corinthians two fifteen. subjective human judgments is why we have this absurd left, right, political divide today. It's stupid and evil, stupid on the right, evil on the left. And here I am stuck in the middle with y'all. This song here. I am stuck in the middle with you. X-wing baby smashing all the idols of the left and the right and we're not concerned with the political aisle or political divisions whatsoever in making our judgments we don't care a bit about the jerseys or the names or the mascots or the fame the only line that we seek to defend and defend at all costs and you will hear this term a lot throughout the podcast is the ethical judicial line We are 100% committed to defending and advancing the ethical judicial line in the culture, the line between good and evil. This is not for folks committed to defending a groupthink ideology for the right or for the left, consciously or out of sheer lowbrow stupidity. This is against them because truth at all costs, in an era of lies is the only way to truly be for them anyway we must hold each other accountable to the ethical judicial line and that line alone must be defended against any name cause faction no matter how big and especially if the opposition is popular or otherwise righteous there is no gray area neutrality as it pertains to good and evil is a total myth we must be able to judge good and evil as the spiritual people in all things and the only thing that is important is which side of that ethical judicial line you stand and if it's the wrong side we're coming for you and we must hold each other accountable to this line as well there are no small issues when it comes to injustice and evil there is no little bit of idolatry that can be allowed in the camp because, you know, he's such a powerful minister. You know, she has such a reputation. This has been believed for 2000 years, you know, um, cut them a break. They've done a lot of good. Uh, this is not about cutting any man or any image bearer specifically one a, a break in the, if they're if they're teaching. An ethical judicial, uh, something that is on the wrong side of the ethical judicial line, they are in the crosshairs for the X-Wing. And that is what it is. And that's what we've always been committed to at Recon Radio, or hope that that's what we've been committed to. This is nothing new. When we stood against uh, Peter Hammond and and John Weaver for their racialist stances— calling good godly marriages evil on the basis of melanin in the skin and called for the repentance of any who would give such men a platform until they repented of their injustice. Many asked why we would draw such a line and make so much of this one issue, alienating many Christian reconstructionists who love these men's ministries and don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, it's just about the ethical judicial line, period. Period. We didn't really draw a line at all. That line has already been there. We just stood on the right side with those families who had been slandered, who don't have a microphone or a platform endorsed by R.J. Rushdoony and whatnot. Now let the chips fall where they may. Same with Noxian patriarchalism and uh, and all that nonsense that just happened. And the well-known, well uh... well-respected abolitionist public figure who happens to be one of those. You know, the line is already there, and there is no ontologically defined power-submission hierarchy within the priesthood of all believers. The only way you will have biblical power is to be on the right side of the ethical-judicial line, not having ordination papers, testicles, white skin, or any of the like. We will vehemently oppose any and all ideologies, along with their adherents who would testify otherwise. It is the ethical judicial line, not white versus black, male versus female, clergy versus laity, right versus left, but right versus wrong, good versus evil. Regardless if it takes our audience to two or two million, we will be here on the record street reporters as the judgment falls on our wicked culture and complacent churches doing all we can to hold the line as God moves his story forward. For this, our enemies in the ministry industrial complex, who are mostly conservative Christians, uh, who have something to lose if the status quo gets smashed up, you know, mostly those with position or purse involved in the 501c3 state version of Christianity, pseudo-reformed ecclesiocrat ghetto bosses, mostly have taken to calling us Decon Radio. So instead of Recon Radio, it's Decon Radio, you know deconstructionist radio instead of reconstructionist radio because we deconstruct instead of reconstruct they claim you know pretty cool right i think that's awesome decon radio decons i love it we're gonna start rolling with that as as a rule look this is this is your boy's got you on this one listen to me here as a rule The only time an American conservative says something really dope is when it's a brand for their enemies. Uh, It's it's weird, but it's true. And think about it. Uh, You know, who wouldn't want to be a social justice warrior? I mean, a warrior for justice in society, man. SJW, even the initials, like, just flow together, you know. I mean, it's like a social justice warrior has to be one of the awesome sauce brands ever ever in history and it's it's likely probably the dopest brand known to man certainly if you're drawing it up from scratch the last brand you would want to attach to a group you do not wish to have influence in society is social justice warrior that's robin hood stuff right there every kid daydreams about a life where they are regarded for a warrior for justice for the oppressed in society Man, you know taking down the establishment tyrants fighting for the guy for the little guy to get justice where it's been denied you know at great personal risk being a warrior about that who wouldn't want to be a warrior for justice in the culture you know man sign me up for that whoo you know uh, nevertheless one of the more dullard political constituencies in the history of mankind um you know the one that can't think up for itself a more awesome name than tea party conservatives is out there branding their political enemies as social justice warriors i mean thinking it is an insult of course i mean wow (laughs) wow you know when you point it out to them you know what they're doing their explanation is that they're using the term mockingly, you know, they're mocking the left with it. And when I was a conservative, I did the same thing. So I'm not I'm not pointing at you. I'm you know, hey, same thing, man, right here. I'm I'm guilty of it too. SJW's an SJW. I mean it's just kind of like a collective version of like the dumb, you know. Uh you know, mocking the left with it. You know, ah, SJW, you know. As if that makes it any better. Like the best brands in history, for example, even the term Christian itself was coined in derision by the enemies of christians i mean ask any how did that work out by the way any leftist activist, ask any leftist activists out there if they mind being called a social justice warrior by american conservatives <laughs> you'll you'll elicit a giggle or two <laughs> like, wow those those knuckle dragons are pretty dumb for that one <laughs> you'll Something like that. And same thing with liberal. Like, the American conservatives think it's cool to referring to enemies of liberty as liberals. Uh, <laughs> all right. You know, uh, pretty amazing. Anyway, it's kind of like that with Decon Radio. They gave us that one out of the blue. It's, oh, look at these trolls at Decon Radio or something. They think they know something. Decons. They're not recons. They're decons. And, and uh, uh, you know, so we're going to roll with that because it's, it's cool. It's got a ring to it. Sweet, edgy. Decons, baby, we're coming. Flashy, scary, swaggy, uh, all that. Great branding, great branding. So thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. You crats out there, you know who you are. We're rolling with that one. And uh, after all, in order to construct, and that's, that's right, that, that's right, that's right, Dustin. In order to construct a just society, the injustice must be torn down, demolished, deconstructed, And that and that then and only then can a good foundation be put into place. Decons, Decon Radio. You darn Skippy. God called the Israelites to tear down the high places erected to the false gods as part of establishing justice in the land. He said, deconstruct those high places to all those false gods. There is no peace without justice. And there is no justice when pagan views of reality based in power religion, which is religion, worldview, based on position due to physical characteristics over other human beings. When this is allowed to stand uncontested, there is going to be no justice and no peace. This view must be torn down completely. All of the views related to this view. And in the process, and this process, it must begin in the churches. Judgment begins in the household of God. We will never, never defy the tyrants of the world if we submit to the tyrants in the church. God will not give us that victory. The training ground starts with us in the churches. More for more on that, it's a very important episode. Also check out my man Ball Marino. Acts to the Root title, Where Does Christian Resistance Start? And that is, uh, make sure you have Axe to the Root in your favorite podcast, Catcher. Uh, that is mandatory. Where does Christian Resistance Start? Right here, Deacons, we're coming. We're coming. So, though the end game of the X Wing is to smash the idols of the left and the right and to provide a brand, a home, a family in the cave, For those who have escaped the political left-right orb of the culture, those discontented rebels to tyrants that simply refuse to pull the lever for a politician because they are perceived as a lesser of two evils, or they have the correct political uniform on, or in order to get there, you know, we have to clean out all the idols. All the idols on all levels of government, self, family, church, and then the civil society after all what you see in the DC swamp is merely what flows downstream from the local levels and the localities are the result of the saltless churches and flameless families culture indeed is religion externalized when you look out at the culture you will see the religion that's in the churches and the families if it is the true religion of ethics Versus the false religion of power on all levels. That is the battle. The true religion of ethics versus the false religion of power on every single level. We will be using that dichotomy to paint the battle a ton. Religion of ethics versus religion of power on this podcast. So I definitely recommend another Acts to the Root called, To the Least of These, Religion of Power versus Religion of Ethics as a resource for those unfamiliar with our use of the term power religion here it's important but to sum it up power religion is the pagan enforcement of a physical hierarchy based on physical traits in humanity it is the essence the worldview of human sacrifice this one is weaker sacrifice her to the pagan state collective though to convince christians the devil had to dress up the language in theology well we're going to undress and expose it here anytime moloch in the name moloch the ancient pagan deity um it actually just means king anytime moloch or the collective is king and yahweh is not in a given society on any level Human sacrifice is the characteristic, and this is from way back in human history, from the beginning. Moloch always, always demands human sacrifice, and it doesn't matter if it is sacrificed to the left-wing nanny state or the right-wing police state. It doesn't matter at all. The individual is sacrificed for the good, of the collective and on the basis of physical traits such as size, level of development, skin color, tribe, and so on. This is very important. To the pagan mind, the pagan mind sees culture as the result of physical traits. To them, culture is a physical trait externalized. To us, culture is religion externalized faith externalized the ethical judicial line good and evil externalized to the pagan it is a physical trait externalized and the pagan mind sees culture as a result of physical traits and then seeks to weed out subconsciously or consciously the weaker vessels they get sacrificed the sacrifice of the weaker vessel thus is the essence of power religion the sacrifice is across the spectrum of actual physical death, murder, genocide, infanticide, abortion, child sacrifice, etc., to the position of subjugation and slavery in the power submission paradigm. To the least of these, the least of these in society, the weaker vessel, to them they're always lower down on this in this hierarchy. Lower down. Always subject to physical murder or subjugation in the culture because of their physical characteristics when power religion is at the helm. Now, uh, and do we have, hey, does everybody have this uh, Facebook Live streaming correctly? I see uh, we have one struggling, says struggling with the streaming. Uh, Let me know if the Facebook Live isn't coming through right. I think everything's uh, looking clear and crispy and sounding good in the headphones. Um, anyway, uh, when power religion is at the helm, uh, the antithesis of this is the religion of ethics, the true religion, the pure religion as defined in the Bible takes care of the least of these, the weaker vessels and serves them first. James one 27, and sees the care of weaker vessels in the society as a direct measure of service to King Jesus himself. Thanks headquarters. Appreciate that. We are clear and we're loud and clear here. Um, and it, it, so, so the, the true religion, the pure religion sees the care of the weaker vessels in society as the direct measure of service to King Jesus. And the power religion sees these weaker vessels as (laughs) thanks Dustin as the power religionist sees the weaker vessel as something to be sacrificed for the good of the collective that has been the essence of human sacrifice from the beginning and that is what we're dealing with in our culture today that is what feeds this left-right divide this left-right paradigm that is it right there um the service to the least of these, King Jesus himself said, was a precursor of blessing and cursing in Matthew chapter 25, verses 30, 31 through 46. That's right. So I, I, I like to think of this as the Deuteronomy 28 blessing and cursing uh, portion uh, in the New Covenant, reiterated. Verse 40 here. Skip ahead to verse 40 of Matthew 25. And the king will reply. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And he will say to those on the left, depart from me. for you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels? For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger. You did not invite me in. I needed clothes. You did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. And they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes, clothes or sick or in prison, and we did not help you? And he will reply, truly, I say to you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do For me, and they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Human sacrifice, those that the pagan mind state would sacrifice for safety and for security. Jesus says, you will not, you will serve them as if you were serving me. That's what he says. And there is a measure of blessing and cursing there on an eternal sense. Goodness. Goodness sounds like uh king jesus hates social justice right (laughs) anyway that's the essence of the religion of ethics it is service to the weaker vessels lifting their heads standing for them on the ethical judicial line against the power religionists who would seek to sacrifice them the religion of ethics has one divide good and evil and that ethical line is literally all that matters the religion of power has all sorts of divides that empower certain image bearers of god to be more equal than other image bearers of god for example the clergy laity divide The ordination papers or ecclesiastical position in this case gives authority to a special class of ecclesiocrats to rule over boss around or, you know, be the special bearers or deciders of true knowledge for everybody else. So in this case, in this example, um, in the crosshairs of the X-Wing, the ordination paper is the physical characteristic that distinguishes the priest from the plebe. And you better respect that priest and his divine right to rule over you. You plead or you're a rebel against God. It's his divine right. It's his rulership. You see the hierarchy there. You see the power religion pyramid right there. You know, that's what the power religion says. The religion of ethics says, in essence, there is no clergy laity to distinction to speak of. That is a made-up pagan remnant carried over from the days of Roman Catholic dominance because it wasn't fully addressed in the Reformation, in the recovery of biblical truth, the application of the priesthood of all believers. You know, that's right, regardless of uh, what the confessions say and all that other kind of stuff. Whatever the great men of 500 years ago did, they didn't get that one all the way. Looks like they didn't weed this part out. So history is moving forward. That's right. All priests, no plebes in the body of Christ, no special papers or positions based on physical characteristics, creating an ontologically based hierarchy in the priesthood of all believers. None. No pulpits and pews distinction in the kingdom of God. The roles such as pastor, teacher, they're functional, not terminal. They, they describe an action in empowering the body of Christ to fulfill the dominion mandate to establish the foundation of God's throne in the earth, righteousness and justice, to teach the nations everything that King Jesus commanded to hold the ethical judicial line for those that cannot hold it for themselves. The power religion that says, no, who are your elders? Which man told you, you could be outside of that high school today, outside of that humanistic indoctrination center with those signs, which, who is the leader? Take me to your leader. Take me to them. Who are your elders? Which man are you submitting to invalidation of my power submission paradigm? My human sacrifice based paradigm that I'm mindlessly accustomed to imposing on the Bible during our age of spiritual blindness at this point in his story. The ethical religionist says no man at all. King Jesus alone. Sola scriptura. Simple reformand always reforming as the glory of King Jesus spreads throughout the earth. The only line that matters is the ethical judicial line period. How central is this to smashing the idols of the American left right uh, the, to the American right and left wings. How is this central? Well because all these idols that we're talking that we're going to be talking about throughout the course of this This podcast for as ever long as it goes, uh, reflecting the hearts of those rebels, to tyrants in the cave, just like your boy, Joe Salon. Um, All of these idols, they are pagan and they're all power religion and they're the gods of the Moloch state. But they're all up in our hearts, homes and churches. That's why. That's why we start here. We are accustomed to injustice. We have grown to love it. We have adapted to consider human sacrifice normal, necessary for our very security, for our collective. We must have a police state, you see, with a special roving class of professional goons checking paperwork, deciding what law and order looks like and maintaining it. If we did not have that police state, we wouldn't be safe or free. Right? Where do these idols start? Where does this mind state start? Where do these presuppositions start? There would be chaos in the streets if we allow a special class of executive bureaucrats the final say over whether an image bearer of God settles in our nation. There would be chaos in the streets. We must allow this special class of executive bureaucrats the final say over whether an image-bearer of God settles in our nation. Otherwise, we'll be overrun by the Muslims, and our culture will be destroyed. Where do we get these presuppositions from? The ruling masterminds must protect our identity as Americans. We must make these human sacrifices. We must sacrifice the individual for the good of the collective. Let's see here what, uh, David, David. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. When, when Christ came, he gave us apostles, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are functional roles. It, there's, it, there's, I'm not saying they don't exist at all. That's, that's not what we're saying We're we're saying that they don't that there's no paperwork that creates a higher hierarchy in these gifts, um, makes one image bearer over another, uh, a, a boss outside of the ethical, the only line, the only boss is the ethical judicial line. That is it. That is what we're saying. Not that there's no such thing as a pastor. Um, Not at all. Our idea of a pastor, the the man standing up on the stage talking to everybody in the pews, that is probably or or as we will discuss on another X-Wing episode, uh, 100 percent not the mode uh, that we want to go to. We want to have more of a synagogue community type of mindset. Everyone is an idol smasher, not one professional uh, that's why we have the whole pro life movement where you know you give me money and I go out there and fight this evil for you and you can go back to your regular life uh so to speak you know so uh that's that's what's up with that so good question though brother good question that's why this format's so cool that's why facebook live is is such a cool format but where do we get these presuppositions from um where do we get the where do we get them from you know and Uh, why do we just assume that they're Christian? Uh, you know, we, we must make these human sacrifices. We must make these human sacrifices. And just like that, we may oppose the obvious forms of human sacrifice like abortion, but then cheer on what should be just as obvious of a form of human sacrifice, such as immigration controls and the lawlessness enforcement of American police. You know, we aim for one high place that the left likes to sacrifice on, like, you know, abortion, while piling up our own bodies on our own high places that we have ordained as Christian. God is not mocked. What we want to do to image bearers and sacrificing them for our security, if they have less power than we do, will be turned around against us. Those immigration checkpoints put tons of Americans in cages. Conservatives in government are now cheering for national ID. The same ones, wanna you, you want to know how to keep the border safe? Register you. That's how you keep the border safe. National ID, check what's going on, to keep us safe from Mexicans and Muslims. Soon everyone will be even more accessible for sacrifice to the federal beast than we would imagine the Mexicans and the Muslims to be. Where do you think these power religion ideas start in the DC swamp? Nah, in our hearts, in our homes, and in our pulpits, the tyrants must be defied there first, the individual tyrant, the family tyrant, the ecclesiocrat, the ecclesiocrat tyrant, They must be defied first before we can do anything like defy the Supreme Court or defy the federal beast. Of course, on the X-Wing, we will be smashing the larger cultural idols, but not without identifying the presuppositional pagan roots for removal at the beginning of the stream. We're going to take the axe to the root over here. I came from a humanistic left wing pagan background, and uh, I was I was delivered very highly intellectual background um, in a secular humanism and a uh, very left wing pagan, pagan background. There were idols in my house growing up, not necessarily for worship, but literally Baal and Asheroth and things like that. After my salvation, I was uh, delivered into a humanistic right wing Christian pagan background. I've held all of the poisonous power religion positions of both sides. I've been a feminist and a patriarchalist. I've been pro gay marriage and pro American police. I've been pro choice and I've been a pro-life professional. Now by the grace of God, I've been touched by the spirit to be an abolitionist set on delivering man from the dominion of man in every sphere of life. I know what it feels like to fight against righteousness and justice as a christian thinking i was standing for christ all the while sacrificing an image bearer of god to the collective i know how that feels um it wasn't long ago that i was right there right there so um check out this story i got a story for you i i've been a christian for over over a decade actively trying to fight the secular left uh, humanism with American conservatism, believing it to be the truth. You know, I had my own political conservative ministry called uh, We Are Watchmen. You know, I've begun to make a little name on the conservative political circuit. I uh, did a, a song uh, uh, for, uh, for Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz's campaign unofficially, uh, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but you, you can Google, uh, uh, you know, Joe Salant set it on fire, Ted Cruz. Um, yeah, there's articles and stuff like, that, <laughs> like Washington examiner on it and, uh, and all that. Um, I have that background and it wasn't that long ago. Obviously this was, you know, during the election season uh, where we have our orange God in there right now. Right. Um, and it, <laughs> Shoot, I actually even even have a video uh, pumping Donald Trump as a, uh, I, it was a, I think you can Google a respite for revival, Joe Salant, there's like a huge American flag behind me, like we're in a huge bunker, and it's like, we have a respite for revival, the orange guys, and you know, it's super funny. Um, so when I smash these idols, it's like, you know, I, I know personally what it feels like, to worship them. And, uh, I'm no better than anybody that's, that's, that's only by the grace of God. God is the one who gives illumination. Um, many people way better than, than Joe Salon still are, are in, are caught in that left, right paradigm. Um, you know, that, that foul paradigm and it's tough. It's, it's blindness, it's judgment. Anyway. Uh, you know, so I had, you know, try to make a name for myself on this uh, political circuit in the churches and, You know, before I went uh, full time in the ministry, I was also a sales manager for a a personal training certification, you know, fitness and faith. The American dream, Uh, you know, working under me at this um, uh, personal training certification company, uh, national company, was um, a bright kid, a millennial kid. Uh, Let's call his name because, you know, you never know who's watching. Uh, Let's let's call his name James here. So, but true story, now, James and I, uh, would, he was he's one of my sales guys, uh, we, would pretty much talk throughout the day and we got pretty close and James grew to learn about my faith and my politics, the evangelical flag waver that I was, uh, though one would never guess it by, you know, outward appearance and, and hearing him speak, you know, he just sounded like a SoCal kid and looked like one and everything like that. Uh, perfect English everything like that but James was uh, in this country illegally Uh, he had uh, violated that that political boundary Uh, and he is a beneficiary of Obama's dream act and whose brother had recently been deported to Mexico um, and uh, for uh, something whatever his brother had recently been been deported to Mexico and and he's he and his family were here uh, illegally Illegally or illegal aliens now, you know, illegal aliens, get them out of here. Right. Um, I've been working on laying out the apologetics for the Christian worldview with James for about a year now. And in our conversations, this is pretty much every day in our conversations, James was uh, exhibiting a tendency, a willingness to question the right wing paradigm. I mean, the left wing paradigm, excuse me, that he had pretty much been inculcated with since he arrived in Southern California as a small kid, small kid. He's American to the core, you know, um, he was definitely one of those millennials that did not want to be told what to think and kind of naturally questioned human authority. Good stuff. This should be our constituency. This should be ours as, 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 as bearers of the message of King Jesus. This, this guy, James, he's representative of what should be our constituency in, in, in a, a rebel to an unjust law that is here, that is sharp, that is bright, that is kind of questioning authority and things like that? That should be our, that's, that, that should be our constituency as, as those who bear the law word of God. Good stuff. So I was able to convince James many truths simply by pointing out the collectivism of the left. So I was a, a right winger, but, you know, I learned presuppositional apologetics. You know, I was, I was all right. Um, You know, how statism destroys individuality, you know, how we're living in a fulfillment of animal farm in 1984. I was really getting through to James. And, uh, you know, then we got to the subject of immigration. And unfortunately, my right wing robot kicked in. James asks why I should empower the state to register him. I believe he said, like, register him according to their liking before he and his family could really be at peace here. And I responded with the typical, we are a nation of laws. We are a nation of laws, mumbo jumbo. You know, uh, how James ought to respect the nation over himself, you know, sacrifice himself for the collective, sacrifice his family respect the nation over himself and his family and how if he didn't respect our immigration laws I didn't even really know the fact that the current immigration laws made by a democrat in the 60s to support and favor trade unions not you know we didn't we weren't weren't versed in that necessarily Um, as tea party conservatives that we were, uh, you know, how he didn't, if James didn't respect these immigration laws, he would be part of changing the nation into something that his family would never want to run to. You know, uh, I did the fear mongering ISIS terrorists in Mexico, like right across the border from us, like right down there, they're going to get us. It's your fault. Um, you know, the whole nine yards I, and, and we had another coworker, a, a leftist atheist, uh, cool guy. Absolutely. Now this leftist atheist on this topic, everything else, I was sounding like the freedom guy. And on this topic, I let him, the topic probably most closest to James as a so-called illegal alien. Um, the one where, you know, you really like, you know, you're at the one yard line and bam, you can really kind of take somebody and convert him toward the Christian worldview of, of, of you know, this is whether they're personally converted or not. Hey, I want to be under the law of God here. Um, we're at the one yard line here and I let the, I, you know, fourth and one, I let the atheist, agnostic, liberal, libtard, you know, uh, left winger, uh, I let him sound like the freedom guy, uh, who cared about James on the topic while I ranted and raved and rambled about collectivist security, safety law and order. I used the secular and pagan biblical arguments, conflating having borders with empowering the state to control the movement of non-criminal individuals like James Um, many illegals James I'd say you know many illegal aliens like you know they aren't like you they want to bring us harm we have to use this collectivist process Uh, we must sacrifice you and your family so that we can all be safe so let's just say it didn't provide the best witness for the Christian faith for James I provided instead a truncated view of the gospel of God and an offer to sacrifice himself and his family to the Moloch state in the sphere of immigration. And the leftist atheist was portrayed as the freedom option on the subject. So as far as James was was concerned, he was perplexed. Everything I said about taxes, education, vaccines seemed right on the money. You know but then why is Joe all of a sudden such a police state status Moloch worshiping beast when you get over to this hill he wondered but but he kept searching and by God's grace uh, when I was granted repentance of being a right-wing swamp creature ministry industrial complex flag-waving idol waxing professional you know, I was able to uh, track James down uh, two years ago and make it right and draw that ethical judicial line for him on immigration Tell him King Jesus has him and his fam on the right and in in the right, and that an unjust law is no law at all. And the law of God is the only source of law. So on and so forth. And everything else is lawlessness. And the law of God does not criminalize immigration. No praise God for 50th chances. And mine here went a long way uh, with our young friend, James, but the spirit awakened me through this experience and opened my eyes uh, to the grave damage, damage, being done by right-wing status, pushing pagan power, religion, uh, human sacrifice as biblical truth, using passages like Romans 13 to prescribe injustice as the standard. You know, the millennials like James in our culture are fiending for that rebellion to tyrants message. You know, they're fiending for it. You mean that guy? I'm, I'm not just supposed to just mindlessly obey what he says. That sounds pretty cool. You know, you mean, like, we're supposed to, like, question the fact that there is an executive standing army with special rights over the citizenry? Like, that sounds pretty cool. They're fiending for that message. And what we're doing, the, the Joe Salant from three years ago, two years ago, what we're doing is we're shoving the police state in their faces instead. Love it or leave it, libtard. You know, the amount of damage wrought by this blindness Is so difficult to quantify the rising generation is handing us the keys and we are with vigor and authority flushing the keys down the toilet throwing them in the dumpster shooting ourselves right in the foot in Deuteronomy 4 the reaction of the people in the land when they see the law of God in action is surely This is a wise and understanding people whose God has rules that are so righteous. That's what it says. The law of God in the land, when it's executed, that's what the people say. His rules are righteous. So, to put it lightly, that is certainly not the reaction of the millennials to the right-wing conservatives in the churches, now is it? It's more like, you racist bigot, what's your problem with brown people? You know, do you back the police after another black man is shot by them and murdered? Is that just your default setting? I mean, is to just back the blue? I mean, is that what law enforcement is, biblically? I mean, is that what we're supposed to, you know? And, (laughs) look, it's only when we repent of this groupthink mentality and package dealism to commit and evaluate every single aspect of our culture by God's perfect law of Liberty alone challenging our presuppositions seeing where we unwittingly support tyranny instead of defy it that the culture's reason for rejecting us isn't because we're so holy But because we've rejected God as king ourselves in every area of life, we've substituted his law for lawlessness, the law of God for enlightenment-based natural law, which no objective standard for justice at all. It has no objective standard for justice at all. And then we stand there with our opinion alone clothed in Christian ease, and we expect them to want it, and we say their sin blinds them from being one of us. Why wouldn't James want the immigration state on him? You know, I mean, why wouldn't James want a low level bureaucrat deciding this status between legal and illegal? Why shouldn't that be a prerogative of the pagan state? After all, the Bible has borders, right? A couple of these comments here. I want to understand the border immigration biblically. Uh, Tyson, awesome, uh, awesome desire right there. Uh, We have a three-part series on the Bible and immigration uh, by our man Bo Jadar Marinoff. And that is in our resource section on ReconstructionistRadio.com. Somebody inbox my man that. Uh, We also have at least three acts to the roots on immigration. Uh, David Collins, what is, where is that verse? Great question. I think I have it even behind me. Uh, If you can see it, Deuteronomy 4. Uh, verses five through eight, Deuteronomy four, five through eight. But but really that's it's actually kind of a, a precept that's throughout the law of God is that wow, what a great name. When when the Israelites were supposed to do were doing God's law, uh you know, the queen of she the queen of Sheba would come up there and be like, Wow, I gotta learn this. This is amazing. Um that's kind of the reaction that that, that you would see. Throughout, you see it is—it's it's just a, a, a basic principle: is that the law of King Jesus, when it's in action, is just righteous. It doesn't mean that everybody obviously is going to be personally converted to being. Oh, you know, they're going to be regenerated. That is the work of the Spirit of God. But it, it does mean that the pagans should want should want the culture that we provide them. And that is such a foreign idea. The Christians in our culture, that is just so, so far from being preached in our churches today. And it is so upsetting that it's just not the default standard. This, oh, yeah, no, you, you should want this. It's not just, oh, you, God has to make you holy in order to want what we got you. Only if you're born again will you want this. That is such a lie. It's such a lie. Every heart yearns for justice. You know, even the unregenerate see that they see that they're they're creating the image of God and they see justice. And when justice is established, they may have personal sin. They're not willing to let go of. They may not, you know, give their life to Christ. They may not have their their self-government might be all screwed up, but they'll want it. They will want the pure justice, at least, at least in way more spheres than we've presented isn't that right? You know, there may be a certain uh, there. May, <laughs> yeah, we don't preach the gospel enough. Yeah, uh, check. I do have a a, a podcast, and we're wrapping this up on uh, the full orb gospel, uh, where I present a kind of f- full orbed view. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing at the X Wing. Really, is is for those that are sick of this right left. Uh, divide the rising generation the millennials who are kind of there's they're sniffing they're yeah this is this doesn't smell yeah i don't want that ruler over me yeah, yeah i don't want that king over me yeah i don't want that king and then we come in and we say there's no king but jesus oh but wait a second you christians are supposed to believe this Whoa, whoa 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 no 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 we did not say anywhere it does not say anywhere in scripture that a green plant is supposed to put you in a steel cage right i don't see anywhere in scripture where drugs are supposed to be criminalized oh you must be a drug addict then (laughs) you you see what i mean like the opposition to the truth is is so boneheaded and knuckle dragging and such an easy target that we if if we smash these idols these fragile idols um on on the right it starts really with the right first but if we if we smash these idols on the right and the left is you know it's it's easy agreement there um Man, the, the opportunities that we have to to, to, pitch them the, to pitch them the real justice, to have them say, wow, this is a wise and understanding people, especially when calamity hits, especially when the judgment falls for the hundred million slaughtered babies and all the other image bearers of God that are sacrificed in our land. When that judgment falls, when that 70 AD happens like it did, for example, in the Civil War, um... When we see, we're sitting here on 9 11 today. It was one of the only days where it's uh, right wing to embrace the government narrative and it's left wing to question it. You think about that? We're sitting here on 9 11 today. Um, and after 9 11, people were running into the churches. And what were they finding? What were they finding? I think there was an explosion of people looking for spiritual things after calamity hit. And what did we give them? Oh, you, you, pulpit and pews thing. Awesome stuff. We are—we tripled our attendance today. Our, our offering was huge, and we gave them the same milky garbage. And after a week or two, they were gone, and we want to blame them. We want to say, oh, yeah, well, it's just, you know, something, something went bad, and then they looked for God. Well, yeah, because you didn't, when, when they came into the, that was your time. That was your time, superstar preacher. That was your time, Christian. You had them. They were a captive audience, and you flushed it down the toilet, and then you blamed them for it. Um, at the X Wing, we're not going to make that mistake again. What we're going to do is we're going to provide, when that judgment falls and when they're running looking for answers, we can provide a version of society in all levels of government free of power religion, free of ontological based power over you, you over somebody else, him over her, so on and so forth, in all these levels of government, free of that, true liberty. True liberty, we can and we can base it on the Bible. We're gonna to have to educate ourselves. We're gonna to have to challenge these idols, and then when that calamity hits, when that deconstruction hits, when God, de- God's a decon, right? When 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 God deconstructs this, you know, and 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 whether he what 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 however he uses us in that process, we will be there, and this time we will not flush the opportunity down the drain. We won't point them to a right-wing paradigm. We won't give them the police state. We won't give them, after 9-11, the concentration of power in the Patriot Act. We won't We won't do that. What we will do is we'll give them justice when they're ready to listen. And if you know God, he gives us unbelievable amount of chances as his story unfolds. And we will have the chance to repent. And we will have... I'm, Don't think America is going to look the way it does. You know, it is just too darn big. Um, my opinion, but, but we will have something to construct with righteousness and justice. After judgment falls, there is nothing liberal about a nanny state. There is nothing biblical about a police state. The left wing is the state in an apron and the right wing is the state in a military uniform. And here I am stuck in the middle with y'all smashing on them both. X-Wing, Rebels in the Cave, beacons you tyrants better shudder because we're coming and we're going to see you every Sunday um, or most Sundays, 9 o'clock p.m. It's going to work like this, 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, Central Time, we're going to do something like this. Then the edited version of the podcast, you know, we might take out some of the interactions that we had with the live audience, might leave it in. Uh if your man cusses or something like that by accident or whatever, you know, might, might take that out. Uh, and then we'll doctor it up and, and give you a clean version on Thursdays. So the X-Wing will release on Thursdays in podcast form. So I would really like to thank you all for joining me tonight on this uh, uh, 9-11 Tuesday night at 9:11 11 PM uh, central time. Uh, you know, People got to get up for work and everything like that. Yet y'all stuck with your boy. This very, very, very special episode. Um, And I, I feel like I've been, this is something that I've been prepared for really my entire life. I've been on both sides of this. And we have other brothers and sisters that are going to be smashing on this microphone as well. That have been prepared for this. But it's not about any individual, it's not about any man, it's about any woman. It's about it's about it's about constructing. It's constructing a biblical view of justice, righteousness, the foundations of God's throne, and 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 really smashing everything that they ran on nine eleven when they ran Uh, into the churches and they saw that false idol worship and they saw all of that, you know, regular baloney Ah, (laughs) sitting in this chair, listening to that guy every Sunday is not going to make anything safer for me or anything better for me. And then they left providing them with something better. That's what the X wing is about. And uh, I'd like to thank you all for joining me. I'd like to thank everybody at Reconstructionist Radio uh, for pulling together and for making this happen, uh, for giving identity to those rebels in the cave. So uh, also I'd like to shout out my boy Wyatt Graves. He's going to be on the microphone, too. Young man that is uh, absolutely on fire uh, for Christ uh, and fire for justice and um, is not programmed by the beast in any way, shape or form. My man, Nick Perez out there in Cali, Southern Cali. This man is a scholar. He's incredible. I've had him on the war room before, and he will be dropping some episodes on you here at the X-Wing and whoever else God would leave, lead to this microphone. Thank you all for joining me today. This has been the inaugural episode, the premiere episode of the X-Wing, not right wing, not left wing, but X-Wing. It's your boy, Joe Salon. Thank you all for joining me.
0: God bless y'all. Thank you for joining us in the X-Wing Cave. Until next time, make sure you stay on the right side of that ethical judicial line.